All right. Thank you for listening. And uh, crazy times bring crazy bedfellows. So we're going to combine the I Love South Orange County podcast with the ESBC Network podcast where we outline uh, the similarities between betting on sports games and finance and local political corruption. We do on both the I Love South Orange County podcast and the ESBC Network. Now we have our newest ESBC podcast networking associate and educator, a man who's been around the greatest entrepreneurs in the history of the world, probably, right? You're Tony Robbins, Jay Abraham, uh, Oprah and Friends, John Oda from Irvine, California, one of the most richest, affluent, safest communities in the world. They had a huge Black Lives Matter rally with 200 people. They're all very, very uh, well-behaved. There wasn't any looting, no rioting, just uh, using their First Amendment rights. But uh, the first few podcasts, as we get warmed up, I'm going to ask Dr. John, uh, who the heck are you and why should people listen to you? We're going to do this again? <laughs> so people Jeez. know. You give again, us a quick version. A quick version. First and foremost, I'm from uh, the state of Indiana, born and raised Michigan City, Indiana. That's where I was born at. Um, um, been doing mental health field for the past 33 years, since 1987. So I've seen five or six decades of, um, of what's taken place. Um, See, worked with guys like uh, Tony Robbins, Chet Holmes, um, Jay Abraham, um, Scott Hallman, the list goes on. Um, and I'm blessed to, to run uh, nine companies. I have, a, a, I have a nine siblings, six sisters, and three brothers. Uh, parents been married for 67 plus years until I passed away in the last uh, two to six years. Uh, and I love what I do. Um, I, I um, love sports, basketball. Have fun, uh, but why should people listen to, to me? Because I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be um, authentic, and I'm gonna speak the truth as I know it. Uh, and then if I don't know it, I will do some research and I find out about it. And that's who I am. Awesome, awesome. And uh, anybody that knows anything about our podcast understands that we keep it raw and real. And you have 100% permission, give yourself permission, we give you permission to disagree with us. What we do is provide you information so you can go ahead and you can do your own research. And what Amen. we're going to do today is provide you uh, what we feel, not what we feel, what we've learned about history. Now, if you think you're wrong, go ahead and contact us. There's a chat here for you folks here on Periscope. Uh, Facebook has chats, so you can interact with us 100%. So we're going to go through a real history, and it's going to be like this book by Howard Zinn, The Real History of the United States. And in this uh, book by Howard Zinn, The People's History of the United States, he picked up on things. He read high school 
textbooks. And he put in this book information that's not being said. And that's what Dr. John is going to do for us today. He's going to give you information you cannot get anywhere else. All right. And Dr. John, uh, you made a very interesting observation when we were preparing and talking about this podcast today about the roots that go back to 400 years of what is going on that's been highlighted and now we're in day 12 of the knee to the neck to George Floyd. Uh, it's been 12 days already? I know it's, oh, it's, it's 95, COVID-19. And that's the other thing we're doing on this podcast. Brandon Lupian's helping. First Report is helping. Matt Bird Thursdays is helping. And Dr. John and myself is we're helping you keep track of all this and giving you deep insight and awareness you might not have that. So it's date number 96 of COVID-19, right? Depending where you were. So it's day 96 for me when I found out. And I'm figuring out that uh, I'm getting old and all this stuff, I'm coming late to the party. <laughs> so I have a question for you then. How long, how long have it been for the shutdown then? The shutdown has been for, was it 10 weeks? Yeah, it depends on wh where you've been. I mean, well, shut down I mean, for us. The yeah. state of California was, was on the 16th of March, right? Right. Yeah, so I mean, so yeah. April, right? Because there's a 31st, would be 31. Yep, so, so that's two, yeah, so that's 10 weeks. 61, 10? 61 in the middle of uh, May, and then uh, May has 31. So that's yep. 16, and today it's five. Yep. So 16 five is 21, plus 41. It's day 62 for us. So I guess New York was shut down a month before because they had that problem in New Rochelle. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's it been a lot. And, and Josh, and you're right. Uh, we had a, a conversation earlier, um, and you're asking me about all of this stuff, what's going on with the rioting, looting, and, 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 and everything else. And, and what I told you is that I, I believe people need to understand their their history first. You know, if they don't understand the history, they don't know what's going on. Right. And and what I'm talking about is more slavery. Uh, there's a there's a, a great thing, and you guys can get this online. It's called um, "Making of a Slave" by Willie Lynch, okay. right? And and you can get the PDF, and I can send that to you, right? right? And Willie Lynch was a guy from the Indies, right? And they contacted Willie Lynch, and they told him that we have slaves, and we're trying to figure out how to ask you what what should we do with these slaves? Right. And Willie Lynch was in the Indies, and and he pretty much did the same concepts there that he's going to do back, you know, when in slavery days. So right. they hired a Willie Lynch and he came out and he explained to him, so let me explain to you how to do these slaves. Got it. And he says, and then he says, so, so like, yeah, there it goes, making them a slave. Yeah, it's right there, right? right? It's in black and white. You guys can read it yourself. They even have a YouTube video. I mean, there's literally every stuff, uh, everything about it. What I do, I focus more on the psychology of things. Right. Of how things sure, done. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's the patterns and the conditions, how people are conditioned, because we are always conditioned by something, right? Right. And I think that people need to understand their people under they need to understand slavery days so they can understand today. Right. Right. And when you can do that, your whole world changes, right? right. So Willie Lynch, like him or not, I, I think and a psychologist point his point of view, he's a freaking genius. Yes. He, 
genius. He was a genius. Now, what he did to the black people, I don't like that at all, right? Right. But just looking at his tactics and his strategies and what he did, the guy was unbelievable. But let me tell you what he did. So I'm going to break down this whole system, right? Right. First and foremost, what he did was he says, and I'm not going to use an N-word because I'm going to use that slave word. So I don't even like that N-word myself. So what he says is you get a black person and you a black woman. You mate them together, right? right? And then you get a baby. But he says, but what? But now what you do is you take the black man and you treat him like a horse. Got it. They said, what do you mean treat him like a horse? I said, that when you have this horse and he's bucking and everything else, as, as soon as you break him down, Right. He's yours. So the concept was is to break the black man down. Got it. And this is what he did, right? So when he had the black man, of course, and the black man's going to be a defiant. And remember back when we were growing up, I'm not sure how old the audience was. Right. Remember back when we were growing up and, and, and we had roots? And when we had roots, it brought back so much anger. It brought... It, it brought it, it, bet, it brought back so much stuff inside us because we're like, this stuff actually took place. And the people was very much upset. Right. Well, the same type of anger of that is really taking place right now. But if you don't understand the history of it, it's not going to take place. Let's go back to Willie Lynch, right? right. So Willie Lynch said that, here's what you do. If there's a black man and he's going to act up, this is what you do. There's two techniques. You take one horse and another horse, and you tie the horse to his, like, his legs and his right. arms, another horse to the legs and the arms. He said, you don't do this a lot because you, because of, um, you don't want to mess up the economics. So right. then you have the horse, spread them apart, but when you do this, you do this in front of his wife and his kid, right. everybody else. And the reason why is you want to put fear in them. Got it. You want to make them dependent on you. And you want that, and you want that woman to say, don't be like your, don't be like your father. You need to obey these slave masters. Got it. Second thing, what he did. So it, they didn't do the horse stuff that much because you know they don't want to actually, you know, kill people. Right. What they did was when they he did something wrong, they beat the heck out of him. But when they beat him again, they had everybody watch. They had the, the wife again, the kid again, all the friends and everybody else watch him get, and he was beat almost until he died. Right. So when he got back in there, he couldn't do anything. He was, no, he, he would either go their way or else eventually die. But here's what, but that, imagine you're a woman and you have a kid. You say, yes, you love your dad, but don't be like your dad. Right. You need to obey what they say. When you obey right. what they say, you're good. Right. If you don't obey them, you would be like this. Right. And then what they did, they were doing some, they was doing some conditioning strategies that was amazing. They said it, never trust a black person. He's an animal. You never trust him. Do not, never ever teach him how we speak in our language. And the reason why you don't, because one day he's going to understand a what, a what we're saying and do what he want to do. Then what he said was, right, then from all of that, they said it, let's put black, dark skin against light skin. The dark skin black folks work out in the field. 
the light-skinned black folks work in, in the house. This is where they're going to fight among each other. Let's put young against old. Got it. Then the next thing I thought they did was really crazy. They said, it. we have a black woman. We want to put the best blood in her. Let's put a drop of white blood in her. And what they did was, imagine you're married to your woman, you send down. Five white men come on in. And they rape your wife. Now, as a black man, if you try to do anything, they kill you. Got it. If you but then if you don't do anything, you know, you're going to look like a weak and a punk to your wife. Right. What do you do? And imagine this right. was going on over and over and over again. Remember the term motherfucker? Right. Got do you it. Know why they, do you know why they have that term? Got it. In slavery time, imagine they had a woman that was popping out kids. Right. And just say, that was your mother. They would put a bag over your face and then the woman face and have sex. And that's how the term came about. It was all conditioning. Got it's it. a conditioned process. And here's what Willie Lynch says. If you do this for 300 years, mm. we can control them. We can have them. But the key is to make, but to make the black woman dependent on us. Dependent on us saying that. And then what you do is you rape her. And then if she get mad, you need to break her in until she's dependent. Right. And that's what they went through over and over and over again. So that's why when you see light skin and black, a light skin and dark skin, it's condition. The, and then they said, it, don't trust. I watched this video a couple of days ago, right? On YouTube. This white man, this young teenager woman was saying, you know, this is wrong about what happened to George, to George Floyd. The, and then the father said it, he's a black, he's an animal. He should have been doing like this. And you know, though, they're on welfare, they don't do X, Y, and Z. And, and, and the little girl said, no, that's not the way it is. Let me tell you a story, man. I was born yeah. and raised in Michigan City in Indiana, right? So I went to a private school, went to all-white school uh, in Michigan City. And I remember a priest, it was during, I'm going to show you my age. It was during the Iran Cantra Contra time. I remember right? Yes. Back in 1979. I was in high school, right? So the priest was there, and I remember that the girl raised her hand and said, so why is all the black people going home first? Now, we're in ninth grade now. Man. The priest said it because the black people are not worth anything. Mm. And they said, well, how about John and Dion? Because, you know, we only had two blacks in the whole school, right? I <laughs> said, well, no, man, we might have three families, right, at the time, right? And, so, and then they said, well, John and Dion are different black people. Most black people, they have the Cadillacs. They got, you know, they're on welfare. They got food stamps, and they're not going to do anything in life. But John and Dion, they're different black people. Now imagine, you're 14 years old in ninth grade. You have a priest of that you respect and trust, and he's going to tell the whole class that. Right. So what is going to take place in life? You're going to think that you're better. Right. So imagine, here goes. In slavery, if you don't understand slavery, if you don't understand what's going on, 
But now they're conditioned for that. It's either one or two things. As a black person, you have to break, you have to interrupt the pattern. Right, pattern interrupt. Or else you just go along with the flow. Luckily, my parents, they broke, they literally, they freaking interrupt the whole pattern. Right. And, and, and they thought and act completely differently because they wanted us to have the best education. Right. So my big thing about it is, if you don't understand the history, it's hard to understand what's taking place. No, no, because that, see, that's the starting point. Okay. It's a huge point. It's a huge starting point. And I know my, 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 uh, my dad's been a preacher for uh, 51 years, right? And this has been actually a theme of the podcast since the beginning. When we were talking about sports, we were talking about people's capacity to change. But really it started uh, with the statistic that I learned. And these two statistics I'm throwing out are several uh, studies done by several major universities like Oxford, Harvard, Princeton. And they've all come to the same conclusion on these uh, two statistics. 95% of people die within 30 mile radius where they were born. 90% of people have the same religion as parents. Now you're a man of faith, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a man of faith but I read a lot of evolutionary psychology. And in evolutionary psychology, human beings completely evolve in 600 year cycle. Now, that's the reason why the Bible was written 2000 years ago and is relatively uh, relevant. You can read the Bible and you can get a lot of it and you understand it, even though it was written 2000 years ago, because that's only maybe 10, evolutionary steps and then it was translated in the 1500s right which is about 500 years that's still within that evolutionary cycle so when you're talking about something that happened 400 years ago uh looking at it from that prism it's not that long ago and then people don't change people keep and we talked about this in the first podcast right we talked about the guy who we didn't right so something that happened 400 years ago is not that different it's not that long ago in historical terms to what's going on today, all right? And two things I want to ask you about, Dr. John. Number one is uh, today I posted a picture. It's been 12 days, right? 12 days, 12 riots. Today I posted a picture about George Floyd. And the white lady said, who's George Floyd? She was talking about Anifa, and she was talking about the – the problem is the rioters and that the rioters in Anifa and the, had taken over the message from the peaceful protest. So I'm like, I put a, posted a picture of George Floyd. She's like, who's George Floyd? I'm like, well, you know, and it, and it struck me, right? Uh, people don't get information from any resources. So where are they relying their information from, right? Their parents, the way they grew up, the way they've been conditioned. And this particular person only watched Fox News. And then I had another conversation with somebody earlier today. And that's why it's good, right? Uh, that's why I think uh, diverse companies make 45% more free cash flow than non-diverse companies. Because as a Hispanic guy, right, with, you know, 
35% of my DNA from the Congo, I kept my emotion out and I listened to two white people today, right? The first white, white person only gets their news from Fox News and had no idea who George Floyd was. And the other person uh, mentioned that they're upset because the looters had lost him money on his stocks. And he feels that the looters had taken um, that the message, right? They both said that the message of the looters and the protesters had overtaken uh, the message from the original message from the protesters. I'd like to know your insight on that. And the other thing I like that is that, and, and I'll get into some nuances, like just the same way with homelessness, right? 33% are drug addicts. 33% are severely mentally ill. They should be institutionalized like when Reagan shut down. But a 33% and the same things that happen in a recession, right? So to ensure a result in finance, you have to eliminate variables and coverage. So a recession, 33% uh, of the homeless, it's not just one factor that gets them. It's a lot of variables and co-variables and a lot of low prob probability variables that uh, causes chaos, Dr. John. Um, so which one do you want me to tackle about the lady oh, who watched her? Okay. Yeah, but I think the, the conditioning one I mean, is interesting. So, and and the, the lack of awareness, because Drew Brees got into trouble, right? And I mean, he said, I, mean, I got in trouble because I have a lack of awareness. So you have to ask, uh, that's why I put on there, Drew Brees needs to listen to our podcast. He needs to listen to all three of our podcasts. Well, he needs to listen to Matt Hurd, and that's a quick way for him to get some awareness. You know, okay, so we talked about this first, the first meeting, right? Right. We're all conditioned. Right. right, right, and we're conditioned to what we saw with our, our mom or our dad or our society or anything else like this. And sometimes we even it's conditioned what we do for um, political reasons, right? You know, so it depends on what's is, is taking place. And I think a lot of people, right, they are conditioned when it comes to the political race. Some people they only listen to Fox or they only listen to MSN, they only listen to CNN, right? It's a conditioned process, right? I, I listen to everything. I, I, mean, I like CNN, I like MSN. I do not listen to Fox that much at all. Right. But I, I listen to Fox maybe 5% of the time, right? Right. So it's all a conditioning process, right? But now you have to be completely um, not on the internet, um, not living if you don't know who George Floyd is. Because right. he's plastered everywhere, right. even on the local news, on the internet or anything else. But here it goes. It could go that she just didn't listen to him. It depends on her political party. Most people, they listen right. to Fox. They're a different political party. Or else her parents listen to Fox, right? So okay. it's a conditioning process. We don't know. The second one about the looting thing, man, I'm a business owner as well. Um, and I, I, the rioting and, and the looting, it shouldn't have took place. But it happened. And it happens most of the times and everything else. Um, I don't believe that the, uh, that it was handled well um, by um, by you, our leadership. It should have been handled as completely different, but it is what it is. Um, uh, the rioting and then the looting, I don't like that at all because the council doesn't mess up the economy. Now, think about this, Josh. People are scared right now of the COVID-19 or they used to be yeah. scared. Then they're scared right now of the looting and they're, and they're scared of rioting. It's too much fear for is is for is for people to process. We're processing three major events all at one time. 
we're processing the virus that we know nothing about. Right. All those people are telling us stuff about their scientists. They yeah, never been to lied to about the, uh, the virus. Right. We also are dealing with looting and rioting, and and the biggest challenges right now is not stopping. It's it's simmering down, which is a which I, I praise and thank God for that. But anybody who loses their business right. or even lose their life, you know, see, here's the thing about Josh. With a business, you can always build the damn thing back up again, right? Right. But when someone kills you, you're dead, you're gone. You're not coming back again. Right. I mean, so there's a lot of different things, a lot of challenges that we're actually facing as a, as you a culture right now. My biggest thing about it. Well, let, let's, has, let's describe that problem. I think it, it's, I'm, I'm big because of my ADHD, I'm big on making lists, right? Okay. So, but I think it's important, right? Because variables and co-variables ensure a result. All right? right. So what do you want me to break down? Uh, I'll give you the list. All right. Okay. So we got. And you kind of went down the list a little bit. You got the pandemic, right? Yep. We don't know a lot about. You have uh, the riots. Yep. You have uh, the conditioning you talked about. Mm -hmm. Yep. You have uh, race, the race stuff. Woo, that's hot. All right. And I think I'm going to show a video to make a point. Okay. Uh, you have police brutality. Yes. All right. So uh, something that I noticed, and we talked about it before. I asked mm -hmm. you if poor whites get discriminated as much as black people. And the answer, we both agree one was yes. Yes. 60% uh, of the crowd out there are white people. Underground railroad white people, right? And we talked about how in history indentured servants were treated worse sometimes than slaves. With those conditioning techniques you talked about, right? Mm -hmm. right? So we have recession, right? And job loss. Ooh. Right, so we have pandemic, riots, we have we race. Conditioning we have, stuff, we got the race. Right. We got police brutality, we got recession, and we have job loss. And we have job loss. Oh, God. And should I throw climate change in there or just let that one go? <laughs> no, man, yeah, how, how about let that one go, man? That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff to actually uh, deal with. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying how it's, you have to listen to a podcast like ours to keep track of it. And we have to rely on, I have to rely on Dr. John. Dr. John has to rely on me to give him what I got and get what he's got because one plus one equals three. <laughs> and that way you avoid being like Drew Brees and not being aware, right? And maybe losing his 20 year career. He wants to get into politics. He could have lost all of that by not being aware. And to be honest, I've been preaching that for like 10 years. Well, you that, know, with, with, yeah. with the Drew Brees thing, I I can understand where Drew Brees came from, but you also have to look that he's trying to bring this up in the most tensest time in the freaking world right now. Well, it was a, a lot time, of things. Yeah. And, and there's a time and place for everything. Right. Well, there was a lot of things going on there, right? Number one is that his people, right? Right? His people did not prepare him for that interview. I agree with you 100%. 
you know. He goes, he goes, you know, though, and and you would even agree with this, right? right? This is why people hire us because we're a different voice. Right. And you have to have a different voice to actually show you that, okay, you're saying this, it's not going to come out well, right? You are, was it the 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 Saints, right? The the, the like the New Orleans Saints, right? They're a predominantly black team, right? And you have to understand wh- is where you're on and what they came from. See, you can say, okay, I came from X, Y, and Z, but right. where did they come from? And how do I come together and understand what their thinking is so I can move forward? Right. And it was all about me, me, me. Well, my uncle this or my granddad or that. I don't care about that. Right. And he didn't. He didn't. Right. That it's not. He broke this. Right. And that's why he does need to get some. Because I have three businesses. You have nine. Between us, we have twelve. If one isn't working, the other two are. Exactly. None of them are working. We got savings. So when we're in front of a client, salesmen think long term. Businessmen think. Uh, salesmen think short term, businessmen think long term, right? right? And fake friends make you laugh. Real friends make you cry. So if we're telling the truth that we see it to a client, he doesn't like it, we could care less. What we care is uh, making sure that we're on top of our game and our information, right? And w- what you're alluding to is in that business case. I sent to you, and it's in the business case that I have with everybody on the podcast. And it's that in business, the golden rule is irrelevant, right? The golden rule says treat others the way you would like to be treated. And that's what exactly. But in business, it's the platinum rule. Treat others the way they would like to be treated. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, though, what I think Josh also says, or what people don't understand, it's the golden rule, right? And we, we, we've been taught, we've been taught the golden rule all our life, but we don't apply it on every aspect of our life. When well, we, we don't apply, apply it, but rule, the platinum rule is important too. Platinum right? rules is, 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 I agree with you a hundred percent. It's almost something like when somebody comes to your house, right? And I learn. I'm like, I say, I have orange juice, I have Diet Coke, and I have water, right? I have regular Coke, I have prune juice. I have all this variety. Which do you prefer? Yep. Right? As opposed to going in there and saying, here, this is some orange juice, man. Here you go. Exactly. I don't know if that man has problems with his stomach. He needs milk. He wants milk. I have milk. (laughs) Right? Right, and he has problems with his stomach, and he has acid, and you're trying to force him with orange juice. Not that you're a bad person, right? You're following the golden rule. You're you want orange juice, right? Because you like orange juice, and you think orange juice is the best thing in the world. And you got orange juice for a dollar, and you would have paid fifteen dollars for that orange juice because it's good. Mm. That person comes to your house has acid in their stomach, and orange, orange juice is going to kill it. Right, right. So that's why the platinum rule is important. Of right? course. What what do the guys on his team want to hear? The other part is awareness. These people did not give him, and I, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. Matt Bird is the one who got me um, understanding who Breonna Taylor was, and then understanding who Ahmaud Arbery was. And I didn't even get done 
researching Arbery and George Floyd came in. And I, uh, it's crazy, but true that in an hour span, my wife, Anna, who's white, gave me some insight into the, she's a psychotherapist as well. She gave me some insight into the George Floyd situation that I didn't know, right? And, and again, with her, she watches the five, she's like you, Dr. John, she watches the first five minutes of a movie, she already knows the end. She, she knows the whole psychology behind it, the whole backstory. She can bam, bam, bam. So she gave me some insight. I get off with her, start doing some work. I go outside to jump rope for five minutes to get my blood flowing before I go back to work. I get called by a client. We start talking, and the client gave me even deeper insight into George Floyd. And then I got back up, and I felt guilty. I'm like, man, I haven't, I don't have the awareness. I probably should have, but lucky that I had good people to give me that awareness on the George Floyd. Of course. And I didn't even have. And I didn't Everybody, everyone needs new voices, man. If you don't have a new voice to hear your craziness and to change it a tad bit, to make a tweak it here, a tweak there, you're not going to do well. Right. That's why new voices is huge. And I always tell people, you have to have a new voice. If you listen to, so there it goes. If you, if you listen, if, if a business and you listen to your employers, you, your employees, right. and you give them a paycheck, they're not going to tell you the truth. You know why? They want to keep the freaking job. Right. <laughs> I mean, the quacks, tell you the loud, truth. quacks the loudest get shot. Right. But now, but here it goes now. If they want that X factor, X factor is, hey, listen to me. Here am I am. Where's my weaknesses? How can I improve your weaknesses? When I have a CEO who wants that X factor, who wants to actually move forward and actually do better, those are the ones I love to work with because now they can take the constructive criticism. Right. Now they can grow. They got too many people who like working with them are yes people. Oh, yes, this. Yes, this. yes, that. Awesome. Yes, that. And here it goes. A yes person is fine. If you want to be like, uh, you know how you play golf and then you want a caddy to actually pump you up, this right. person is great. But I want that X factor so I can grow. So, right. I can see, so I can see the areas. I'll give you a great example. So I was talking to one of, uh, I was talking to, to, one of, to one of you, my partners. And we're talking about the script that we're going for this email, this campaign. She says, can I be honest with you? She says, yeah. She says, this is not working because of X, Y, and Z. I looked at her and said, you're absolutely right. I will rearrange it and I'll send it back to her. And she says, this is much more better. I said, well, thank you. I says, I'm happy that we didn't go along with the next two months because you're scared to tell me. Right. I want someone who can tell me so I can get better. So I have exactly. to go through the whole process. But there's everybody who don't want that X factor. No, their, their egos get in the way. And it's always better to be lucky than good. Some people mistake their good fortune for talent. Yeah. Yes. It was like Nipsey has hustle song. I thought it was uh, moves, my moves, but it was God's grace on me. Now, one thing that I, that, that I see, and really it dawned on me when I studied the concept of, in finance, in recession, that it's not just one thing, right? We talked about it before. It's a series of elements working together. And one mistake, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, that people are making is that they are thinking that the riots and the protests, and it's lasted so long. We had looting before, so on and so forth. And the reason it's lasted so long, 12 days, right? 
for many reasons, right? You know, they didn't uh, put the cops in jail right away. They didn't do it until yesterday, the 11th day. But one is that they're missing the fact that 60% of the people protesting are white. And it is not just about race. It's not just about uh, reforming the criminal justice system. It is about police brutality. And let me show this video, and I'd like to know your thoughts about that, Doctor. Okay, sounds good. Here we go, the video. See, 75-year-old black man, bam, the police. We can break that down, because that's a lot. He's bleeding, right? And the point my wife Anna makes is that nobody is helping him. The cops keep walking by this guy, and his head is bleeding. Nobody is helping him. You see what I'm saying? That man is mm-hmm. white, right? So conditioning race had nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? That was just, uh, that was what uh, Andrew Cuomo said, right? He called it police brutality, and it's unacceptable. Unacceptable, Andrew Cuomo said, right? And I'm sure Trump Barr came out yesterday. I was very proud of a, of a guy that I've disagreed with about 50% of the time. I disagree with uh, William Barr, who is the attorney general. I did, but when he came out yesterday, and he, and, and let me know your thoughts too, Dr. John. This message was to the crazy racist people of the Republican Party. He said that you would have to be abnormal if you were not, right, disturbed by the George Floyd video. He, he almost said that you were abnormal, not human if you're not. And we're talking about a right-wing Republican guy who said that we should drop the hammer on the protesters. Your thoughts, Dr. John? So let me... Police brutality, right? Yeah, let me first on the hit on, on that one, right? Um, 60% of the people are white. You're absolutely right. And the, the race saying black lives do matter, 100%. But also what's real to a lot of people is, is police brutality. Right. And, and, and that's not a black man. That's a people thing. Right. Uh, they had a case uh, in uh, San Francisco uh, this week, right? Uh, this Latino guy, 22 years old, was looted. And he got caught. So what happened was... He kneeled down, put his hands up, and the cop was in the car and blew his head off. Mm. There's tension everywhere. And my biggest thing about it, police brutality. I was living in Chicago, right? And I see, I lived in, I lived in Chicago, right? Chicago was crazy, man. I mean, and it was not about being black, white, blue, or green there. <laughs> if you did anything wrong or they thought you did, those right. cops didn't play. That beat you up. To shoot you, they didn't care. It was just part of the culture of that you actually would deal with, right? And what I think people have got to understand is you, you have to understand the culture of, of that you're surrounding yourself by, right? right. That's, why I, I, that's why I live in Irvine. All my friends say, why don't you move to LA? Why don't you move to San Diego? Why don't you move? I said, listen to me. I can go to excitement. Right. Well, I don't, those places I don't are live in excitement. from Irvine. Irvine is very yeah. central. You can no, get no, no. both places on a good day in 40 minutes, and you got a great train station right there. I agree. I agree. I agree with you 100. percent But I don't. I don't want to live. In, I don't want to live in excitement. 
I really don't. I want to stay where it's but real you can quiet. Go there if you want, you can live in quiet and you can uh, go there. Of course. No, no, man. Matter of fact, and, and then yes, I still go there, right? But right. what I'm saying though, it's a choice. Right. And the reason why it's a choice is because Irvine does not have police brutality. No. At all. I I I I've been there for I've seven. I've encountered the cops uh, a couple times in Irvine, and they've been extremely nice, extremely cordial. There wasn't that vibe. There wasn't no confrontation. No. It was smiling. Nothing. Like, hey, how's it going? How you doing? How you feeling? Type stuff. They were so nice, so kind. Figure out what's going on. Go in that environment. I, I wrote yeah. a, a a blog yesterday about that. I mean, I mean, so it resonated it's, with a lot of people. I feel very fortunate. Yeah, so it's, it's just the environment, right? I mean, so, I mean, and sometimes you have no choice of where you're living at, right? Well, let but, me talk to you about this, about conditioning. Go ahead. And I've heard this comment a lot of times, and uh, the young kids get a lot of flack. But there's a lot of good parents out there. that Their kids are out there pro. And I told the lady on Facebook, too, congratulations, because she talked about her two daughters going out there. She didn't want to protest herself. But her two daughters were. And she's like, I respect, I disagree with my daughters, but I respect their First Amendment rights. And I said, you know what? You, you did a great job raising those kids. I mean, I mean, this Bob, is that people, conditioning you're talking about. No, no, no. But, but here it goes. People want to uh, protest, man. So, so be it, right? Well, there's nothing wrong with protesting. People, they protest in a different way. They could either go out there and, and have those signs. Ours was about Tuesday, Wednesday. We had a protest in Irvine, matter of fact. Right. Nice, quiet, cops was there, cops was really cool. I mean, so I mean, so we had a protest there, right? Right. But but the thing about the protest Wait, were you there, there right? That? No, I passed through it. I was going to mass, but I didn't know what the heck was going on, to be honest with you. I mean, I was going to the there store. There was a lot of people there. Yes, I was going to the store and and you know, and you know, I passed through it. I looked at what's going on. It was nice and quiet. But it's Irvine, and let me explain to you when I saw this, right? Right. So I was with a, I was, I was, I was with a buddy of mine, and I said it. Man, at Irvine, we have very few black folks here in Orange County anyway, but, you know, we don't have that many blacks here. I says, why do these, why, why do I see these people? Well, Black Lives Matter. I'm like, really? But you hit on a great thing, though, which I didn't hit on, which I didn't see. They're there for, yes, black lives do matter, but they're also there for police brutality. Right. And I, I never thought about it. If you go like to Huntington Beach, if you go to Newport Beach, it's a completely different vibe there, right? So if you go to right. different types of areas, you're going to have it, of, of anything can pop off. And I, I never thought about that. I said, okay, in Irvine, we had 98% white people out there putting up Black Lives Matters, which was really very shocking because there was, because in Irvine, we have very few blacks here anyway, right? Okay. I mean, and, and so seeing that was a shock to me and it was also and it also made me a little bit is confused but then when you mentioned about pews police brutality, well that made sense now right and where it hit me you know it shame on me as well but what it hit me was i was watching uh the riots and i was watching protesters and i noticed like uh and i started taking notes right and I noticed all these kids walking around with skateboards. And then the next night I'm watching and I noticed this kid uh, with a skateboard. And he took the skateboard and he hit a, uh, he hit a, a window. 
right? So I'm, I'm, you know, taking notes, right? Because none of this is scientific. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's like, did you watch that skater guy? A different incident where a skater guy had taken his, his skate and uh, had, he went ahead and he, um, he, he threw it through a window, right? And one guy hit a cop with a skateboard. And I'm thinking about, you know what, how, how many skater friends and how many times I've seen white skaters being harassed by the police. And here's the, the uh, yeah, here's a picture of Irvine. All the time. No, because yeah, even I'm when I was like on, on Sunday, I was watching the news, right? When it all was taking place, I saw a protester right. in Santa Monica, in West Hollywood, and in Beverly Hills, which have very few blacks. But all throughout the crowd, they had about 90% white people there saying Black right. Lives Matters and, and everything else. But of course, on Sunday, it, was, it, it got crazy wild after like after the evening time and stuff, you know. But where, where's well, this? I'll throw, you, I'll throw a couple complications. Wait a minute, man. Where's this uh, one? Where's this at? This is right by um, Covert Street? Yes, next to the yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is by Covert Street right here. Right. Covert oh, yeah. and um, right off of Covert and Jamboree. Right. Yeah, I, I had to look at where it's at. So, uh, we'll go complications and then solutions. Right. So, uh, a guy I like a lot, right? In independently wealthy guy. Uh, we were talking, and he's like, "Well, the protesters." have stolen the message from, or the looters have stolen the message from the protesters, okay? So I'll break down the elements of the looters, okay? Okay. And I've done this from maybe two things, right? Uh, m more than two things, right? Several factors that are, I'm validating my information from. First is experiential experience. Uh, you know, when my parents stopped paying my bills at 18, I had to live in the hood for eight years. Uh, then my travels, two years in New Orleans, uh, two years in New York City, three years in Boston, 20 years in Florida, and then the last 10 years here in Southern California. So experiential learning and writing in my diary and tracking things, right? That's what I'm basing this information. Number two is... All those books back there, I've read them. I read the newspaper all the time. And then I'm lucky that I have a very diverse network. And even though I like to talk a lot, when I'm talking to really smart people, yes, I shut up. Yes, you do talk I, a lot. Yeah, you do. You're right about that. <laughs> right? But I do shut up sometimes and I take notes. So you take that body of work and that, you know, so, and from what I read in New York Times stories, Washington Post, uh, Washington Times, uh, conservative pundits, liberal pundits, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Michael Savage, right? Listen to all these people. Glenn Beck. Clients were sending me Glenn Beck videos. Who are the looters, right? And this is what I've come up with. Looters are organized drug and burglary rings. And I remember one time I was falsely arrested ended up being in jail for three days. And the guy that was my cellmate was a guy from a organized burglary ring. 
And we were talking about don't commit two crimes at the same time because the way he got caught was he uh, a DUI with his cut and a piece of antique furniture in the back that the police were looking for. So don't commit to, but what he did was for three days, gave me a seminar on burglary rings. So burglary rings are out there, drug rings are out there. People talk about a NIFA far to the left. We talk about Nazis far to the right. They're out there. Uh, what was interesting to me was the operation on Monday, the only day cops were killed. And it seems like they're sweeping this a little bit under the rug. That's been the only day in the process Police officers lost their lives, but it was coordinated, right? Two cops in New York, two cops in Chicago, and two cops in LA. And the strategy was to cause a diversion with a smoke bomb, a grenade, right? So when they did the smoke, uh, the smoke screen, literally, or the grenade, the cops would leave an area and leave two cops in the other area. So these teams, right? either cartels, either China or Russia, because they were very, very organized. They hit high-end restaurants, trendy high-end restaurants in LA, New York, and Chicago. They, they, they uh, took out banks to have vulnerability. So they did a lot of research in this. <laughs> they took out uh, buildings to have vulnerabilities. And some reporters and some people in the know saw these guys enter the buildings, right? Cut a hole through the top enter the buildings and they were in and out 10, 20 minutes tops while the cops were taking care of the chaos in the other part of the city. Uh, New York state blows up, you know, um, after the fact, and I, cops were in on it obviously, because after the fact, New York state shut it down and they had too much information about it, right? So a lot of cops were involved in this. So that's part of the looters. Then you have the looters that do uh, sports that after a, a sports team wins a championship, mm -hmm. bam, they do the looting and just looters of opportunity and target. What are your thoughts, Dr. John? Okay, so let's go backwards on what you mentioned, right? For the looters part, right, of it, yeah. I believe it was organized. It was planned. And, mm -hmm. and let me tell you why. So I was looking at the one on Long Beach, right? When they're looting, yeah. they had cars parked outside and they're loading stuff in. Right. You know, so everything was planned. It was almost like, you know, when you uh, have um, um, a company and you systemize their business for them, right? And everything is completely right. planned out or even like a sales process, everything's planned out. These things were just not normal people just doing what they normally do. Right. These things was planned out. It was a strategically planned to figure out how it's to get the cops going perfect. over there. Right. And when they're going over there, something else was taking place. Right. It was, it, 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 I mean, it was planned like poetry in motion. Right. Right. They did so, a good job, actually. Oh, they, man, they did. Not a great man. They didn't do a good job. They did an outstanding job because the cops didn't know what the heck was going on. Right. Uh, they had stuff going on over here for the looting part of it, or else they had a, the, the protester, and then they do a little bit of rioting stuff, right? Right. And here's about the rioting part. The rioting part was planned as well. They had bricks. Where the hell did the bricks come from? Right. And then what they had was, was it, was it, what was they say? They had frozen bottles of water? Well, yeah. Come on now, wait a minute now. All this stuff just miraculously appeared like a genie. Doing, and it came, right? Right. It's planned. This was planned too well. Too well. And, and here goes. I, 
Everybody says it could be this, could be that. I don't know who planned it, so I'm not going to put any blame on anybody. Right. But what I do say is, man, it was planned like poetry in motion. And it I'll was, give and you a list, right? Anifa, right-wing groups, Nazis, I mean, kids, it could have been anybody, Russia, right? Cartels. It could be. I mean, and this we have so many organized crimes out there. <laughs> I mean, and think about this now. And we one, had, one other thing that motivate, motivates me uh, as a business concierge, right? I never say business coach or whatever consultant because ninety percent of these guys suck. But as a business concierge, what motivates me is that all of my clients and anybody that I get in contact with, I want them to be more organized as a business than pedophile rings and burglary rings, than terrorist rings. Well, and, and that's true. So let me make a comment. Since I am an executive business coach, so I'm in the top 1% of that you talked about is right. We, as a... And and that's what we systemize the whole concept. But these people, what they came up with was amazing. I was impressed because they did a great job. They executed. See, I, 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 a lot of times you can say something, right? But if you can't execute it, right? It, it doesn't and make a damn difference at all. Flawlessly, and it I doesn't make to, a difference. And I have to say that they have contacts in the media. They probably know people at Fox News and you know people at CNN. Everyone. Well, listen to me. This is, they're not this emotional was, about it. This was planned well, and your friend was right about one small thing. The rioting and the looting, it really pushed us back even further with the economy. Think about this, man. And, and I'm going to hit your list on, right? Yeah. We have... 40, we have 42 million people on you unemployed right now. Right. We are in a recession going on a depression. Right. The, uh, 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 this is real facts right now, right? You got a play going. This is, and then for any business, right? So I do more educational marketing, but for the business-wise, 17% of the business in the last three is recessions did not make it. Right. 74% of them, they made it, but it took them three years to, to get back to baseline. Right. And only 9% of the people thrive. Now, you ask me, why am I saying this stuff, right? Let me explain to you. This unemployment stuff is not going to go away overnight. It's going to take some years to recover this. So we have the recession, as you mentioned. We have job loss. We have police brutality. We have race. And the race has been going on for the last 400 freaking years. And here it goes. I it's hope. It's been going on what, since the beginning of time, right? It's yeah. Ishmael in the Bible, which is like two You're right. Now, race wasn't coming to black folks, right? There was also race when it came to the Indian people. So we had a race riot, as you mentioned, since the beginning of time. You're absolutely right. Ishmael was African-American. You're absolutely right. We have the COVID-19 going on, right. which we're not talking about right now, but it's still an issue. We have over 100,000 plus people died in the yeah. USA. Even if you're young and you're not going to die, you don't want COVID-19 in your lungs giving you permanent lung damage or at least a bad three weeks where you can't breathe. Exactly. And here it goes. And what my belief is, everyone's going to get it. Only that percentages of people are going to actually die from it. Right. We pretty much have those, quote unquote, those, um, and, I mean, is those actually buzzwords. And of course, the riots. So here's what I'm saying. And I mentioned this before the show. Right. We are in chaos right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is literally chaos right now. Right. I mean, this is the most, I've, We've put so much in this little short period of time. And here's the thing that I have is for you then. What's the solution? 
Okay, I'm going to give you some solutions. And I want you to uh, give me what your thoughts are. Because the way you know somebody is honest is when they disagree with you. <laughs> I, I disagree with my wife 50% of the time. But that's what we have to do because we live in such a polarized environment right now. Everybody on CNN is hating on Trump. Everybody on Fox is pro-Trump. Same thing with CNBC. Uh, CNBC is more business related, right? Uh, and then MSNBC is all pro-Trump. PBS, they look at it from the more liberal point of view, even though it's more static. So what I like to do is try to hit the middle and learn from everybody, right? And we have to learn how to disagree, right? When you disagree with somebody, it doesn't have to be mortal combat your mortal enemy to the end of time, right? And I do know the shift now, and I kind of agree with it. Uh, I agree with William Barr, Donald Trump, and Pence that you have to condemn the George uh, Floyd murder and what the cop did. If you don't, then you're on a higher level of racism, right? You're, you're to the right of a lot of Republicans out there. And I'm going to really track you if you're like that. But I wanted just to get that out there. But the solutions, right? Number one solution as a finance guy that comes to mind, and I have direct evidence of this. I have a good friend of mine that is a law enforcement guy, and he has a uh, spider on his elbow. And it's one of those people that have been diverse that said, hey, you're not – an end bomb you're not a black guy so you're cool because you're cuban and you get that uh and if you see it it's good awareness if you see a guy with a spider web on his elbow that means they're part of uh uh what's mostly a nationwide bi bicycle gang right that you only get that if you kill a black person and he had that and he gave me a lot of insight into the white supremacist funding of gangs inside police departments. Okay. So one of the solutions I have is getting the IRS involved, getting anonymous financial guys involved, guys with broker dealers, guys with Series 7 licenses like myself, Get them all involved and cut the funding source from white supremacists to police officers. Because the whole theory is if a police officer is making 60 grand a year, you can throw 80 grand in his face and you can have him systematically uh, harass black people and harass Hispanics. And when he gets off the force or if he gets caught, he has a job with the white supremacists who are, you know, own big businesses, Fortune 500 companies, they're doctors, they're lawyers, and they have a whole fund set up to fund these law enforcement guys. So, and it's funny because they're organized too. And they've been distracting from this in, in some of the media that I've seen where uh, they're distracting from actually doing this. So sure. I'm actually going to go do, you know, do my due diligence and, uh, so, we have, so that's the first solution I have, right? Okay. 
Second solution is something that uh, Dr. John and I talked about and is foundational of the podcast. It's always do your research. So guys with net worth 20, $30 million, it's happened to me like five times. They're like, this young woman is very, very interested in me. Uh, Josh, can you do a background check on her? Do the Equifax and do your own investigation, right? And the first thing you do is you look at her background. Does she have debts? How much money she is? You talk to her mother, her friends, because these guys can't trust anyone because women just want to marry them for their money. So you always have to do your research. This podcast is about local political corruption. Do your research on local people. We're going to have a high-powered local political person from Irvine tomorrow on the podcast, and it's going to be phenomenal. So always do your research. So Andrew Cuomo had a great idea. All cops have to have a background report, right? And it has to be public how many complaints they've had in a detailed summary of when they shot and killed people. So that needs to be public and all cops should have a background. We're not gonna get personal into their personal lives, so on and so forth. Uh, I think some departments, I know, not that I think, I know, some departments have a three-year limit that you can be on patrol, right? Because things get so crazy, you suffer so much trauma that if you're on there long, longer than that, you are um, a danger to yourself and those around you. This Chauvin guy had been out there, had been out there for a long time, 15 years out there, too long. It should only be three years on patrol and then you're back. So as far as that for uh, police brutality. So those are two solutions that I have. Uh, the third one is awareness, all right? You have to do your research. And it's really tied to two. At all points, I think, uh, I don't think you can ever start learning. And I thought maybe it was a choice, but I don't think it's a choice anymore. I think that the people that are watching Fox News need to watch an hour of uh, CNN, all right? Uh, CNN people need to watch an hour of Fox News. Let's stop with all this polarization, this person, that person, this, that. Uh, Be as diverse as possible. Read as much as possible. We are in the information age, okay? So since we're in the information age, it doesn't matter who you are. You need to become aware. But that's basically, and be aware of your surroundings. Be an aware individual because people are missing the fact that we live in an interconnected planet. That somebody can eat a bat in China and be at your doorstep in nine hours, right? We live in an interest. So what happens to Dr. John also happens to me. What happens to somebody I don't know in New York City always happens to me. And the same thing around the world. People say, well, the six 
degrees of separation, you're only six degrees away from other people. We live in interconnectedness, right? And I think that urban sprawl in California and around the country has given people a false sense of security. In New York City, you could be a Donald Trump, right? But you, if you're Donald Trump in New York City, you can't get away from the poor people, right? Because you're going to go down and you're going to talk to your bell guy, the guy that opens up the door. You're going to talk to your employee. You have to talk to them because you're walking down and you're trying to get to the door or whatever. You're going to see poor people. Poor guy's going to open the door and there's interaction. In California, Irvine, where John and I live, you get in your car, you go X and Y, you never have to interact with poor black people or anybody you don't want to, if you don't want to, because you're in your car your whole time. And you're just walking out the front door and you don't have a door, man, <laughs> right? You, and then you get, get to your job. There's no person in front of the job. You go to your cubicle, your office. So you're separated from poor people. And that gave people a false sense of security. That's why people are upset in Lake Forest and RSM that people are peacefully protesting. Hey, that's First Amendment rights. That's America. And as long as they have a permit and they do it legally, they have every right to do so. And you don't have a right, right, to complain against them especially when you were for the people assembling peacefully for ending the lockout and being able to walk around without a mask. So let me know your thoughts, Dr. John. All right. So, yeah, I took some notes when you're talking as well. So first, so first and foremost, in the mental health field, I worked around with everybody, white, black, blue, green, and rich and poor. I don't mind anybody to actually work with. But here's some solutions that I came up with, right? So with the COVID-19, I did something a little bit different from Joshua. Josh, Josh did more global. I'm going to do more specific stuff to actually get through the stuff. Um, first well, and foremost with the COVID-19, right? The first thing that you still guys work on is build up your immune system. Of course, get some sleep, right? Um, drink the water, uh, eat the vegetables, right? Uh, lower the stress, worry, anger, all that stuff. You need to really lower it down. Uh, go outside and walk. Do, you, you, you do some exercises, and at nighttime, watch something funny. So by the time that you, you go to sleep, you're funny, and you can sleep really extremely well, right? So that's the first thing that I had you guys focus on, right? Um, on, the on the police brutality, right? Here's the biggest thing about it. If you ever get in, in trouble by the police, first and foremost, be nice and kind. Forget the attitude. Forget the cussing them out. You don't want to piss anybody off, right? Because you don't know where he came from in his background, right? So be respectful and be nice. If he's going to catch you, uh, is going to stop you inside your car, roll down the windows, put your hand on the wheels, and be respectful to him because the outcome is to go back home, right? right? So with the police, you got to always be nice to him, right? The second thing about the recession and try to use humor. When I think about it, a couple instances I've gotten out of, God knows what happened. But I at least attempted humor. I mean, but but you 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 can only attempt humor if you know the who the guy. If the guy's straight laced and he's really serious, right. you can't do humor, right? right? You have to be professional and be nice. But I, I always tell the guy, I said, listen to me. My outcome is to go home. What do you need? Right. We can all be on the same page. No, listen to me, man. Again, though, I live in Chicago, man. It's, it's a different it's, it's a different mindset. Right. And last but not least, recession and job loss, right? So it's going to take about three to five years for everything to get back. Right. The solution is look at, uh, open up your own business. 
doing something to bring in more money coming through. Have a side hustle going on with, with, with you. What's it is taking place? I believe, and I used to teach this is to my kids when I used to work in mental health. Yeah. When a kid kid's 16, they should get their driver's license and the business license. Have them think like an entrepreneur. Right. This way is, and if you're right, is right now and, and you have your job being lost, figure out what you can do to get some hustle and make some money. Right. right? My, my biggest thing about it is always trying to get money and always trying to find ways of bringing in money. And, and, and as my dad would always tell me, he said, son, sometimes five bucks, it felt like I hit the freaking lottery. And I agree with that 100%, right? You got to find ways of actually it's taking place. Now what I focus on is the race. And we mentioned about this earlier, about the slavery and everything else. The cool thing that you, uh, that, uh, that you can do is interrupt your pattern. If you take a CD, I hope they still have the, C the CDs out. If, if you take it and stretch it, if you first play it, I play the same old song. If you take it and stretch it and you interrupt it, you interrupt your pattern. When you're going to do something of that's going to say, the reason why I'm not doing X, Y, and Z is because I'm black. It's because of where I'm at. Stop. Right. And focus on what you can do and focus on what, on what your strengths are. And that's going to make you even better. Right. So my number one goal is to give you solutions of what you're facing right now and how to overcome them step by step. Does that make sense, Josh? Absolutely. Beautiful. And that's it. Absolutely. That was all the points of that you hit on today. All right, right on. Right on. So I think we've given final words, Dr. John. Anything you can think of to kind of summarize everything, what you're feeling? To be honest with you, um, I'm feeling outstanding, man. Anytime I can walk and talk and, I'm, and then I'm awake, it's a blessed day. When I can get up in the morning, everything else is downhill for me, right? Um, my final thoughts of the day is first and foremost, I'm not sure if you guys Christians or not, else whatever. Praise and thank you. Praise and thank your higher power. And guys, when you see meditation is important. Meditation is great. It's very important. Exercise, meditation, all that's great. And and then last but not least, take care of yourself, your mind, body, and soul. Work out, walk eat right, think about positive stuff, listen to positive stuff, listen to stuff on YouTube, listen to, to something that's going to uplift you because if you're always listening at the news and the doom and the gloom and the riots and the looting and everything else, it's going to put you in a completely terrible state and it's going to lower your immune system and you don't want that to happen. But those are my last words. All right, great last words. Uh, the only thing I would add is that he and Dr. John knows this in psychology. When you drive a different way home from work, you're using another part of your brain to make you stronger. So go ahead and, and, and look at information that's opposite of what you think and look at it with the strategy of, okay, I 100% disagree with this, but what can I agree on? Right? What, or what is maybe some insight I didn't have? And I think that's going to go along. And then uh, Churchill, again, has been in the news. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have a great podcast with the big powerhouse individual from Irvine. And the reason I'm withholding the name is because once people find out I got this person on the podcast, they are going to go berserk. So it's going to be a surprise bomb when I have this person on tomorrow. But Winston Churchill said, and I've said it from the beginning of the podcast, 
I've lived this and has brought me a lot of prosperity and a lot of happiness, right? Salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term, and businesswomen think long-term. And Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the I Love South Orange County podcast in the ESBC Podcasting Network. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best there is.